This podcast contains explicit and graphic materials not suitable for all listeners. Details and topics discussed on wine, whiskey, and murder may be triggering, harmful, or traumatizing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Jim. And I'm Joel. Hey, Joel. <laughs> and Misty's the only perky one today. <laughs> Fair. Well, that's that's not a slight on you. No. Amanda's <laughs> being quiet today. She is quiet, but I am too. Yeah, so. it's, it's weird because she's usually happy to see me. It's so weird. Well, it makes get... you feel better. You're the only one that knows why I'm sad. I do. So, Today's Melinda's birthday, and nobody. It is knows. not. Oh, no, that's right. We all know that's a lie. But twelve, twelve her day is the day before, or her birthday is the day before Taylor's. So I mean, it's like, oh. it's a national holiday around the twelfth and thirteenth. Yep. We got Mel. Got a we party got big. We were celebrating you years before we were Taylor. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. So. Even though she's older. Yeah. <laughs> she just wasn't. But known. we just didn't know and didn't, didn't care. About her. Yeah. <laughs> so. So what are we doing today? Well, we're part two. Drink. Yeah. So I've got a migraine right now. If my husband goes missing <laughs> and Misty you. and I end up in jail. Yeah. I'll help her hide the body. We have a pact. And then yeah. it's usually when I come over because Joel thinks that I say funny things and then he joins in and Adrian can actually get real mad at Joel and usually Misty will yell at me when we leave. And I've still not figured out how we've let them sit together all this time. That's because you just, don't want to sit near it's me. It's because we can't sit near, next to <laughs> our significant <laughs> other. So we have to put them together. That's true. And technically you're sitting next to Jim and she's yeah. sitting next to Maybe Ray. we need to put Melinda between the two of them. Yeah. And then we'll just I like <laughs> stagger <laughs> What are you ladies drinking tonight? Uh, we are keeping it simple tonight. We're drinking some Stella Rosa pineapple. I'm excited. I've, I've never tried uh, the pineapple before. It sounds good. It sounds delicious. They're harvested. It says uh, Stella Rosa pineapple are harvested from beautiful vineyards, refreshing wine, combined with natural flavors of pineapple. Says serve chilled with fresh fruit, uh, eat with fresh fruit, cheese, spicy cuisine, and desserts. Mm. <laughs> go ahead, make fun of us. Yeah. Oh, how much is that a bottle? There we go. Um, I don't know. Got it at B and B. I've looked at oh. it a lot. Oh, that sounds nice. It almost sounds fake. Look, 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 look. It's very sparkly. It very is sparkly. sparkly. That's like champagne. Yeah. Yes. Very boobly. Will tickle the nose. Y'all let me know how it is. Very yummy. That is yummy. It's sparkly. It's very refreshing. That looks summery. It would be a good summer. That would be a good summer. I can get some of these and take them to the pool. Yeah. Model for you, model for me. That's actually really good. Oh, it's Um, pretty low. Is there any alcohol Mm -hmm. alcohol content? It tastes like like juice. There you go. I was going to say it tastes like juice. That's why. Yeah, it's low. 
usually those types of wines are. Yeah, that's why it tastes so good. Uh, Adrian and I have uh, battled. Adrian's currently battling, and I battled a migraine earlier today, so we were thinking we need to do something pretty light, uh, nothing that was going to add to the... Add to the fun later with the pain. With our matching medication now. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hang now, so we're going to drink some <laughs> I work today, so yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you boys what drinking? What are you drinking, Joel, here? This is uh, sponsored by our, not sponsored, but has something to do with what we're talking about, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. I, I went too far into this. I went off the deep end. Uh, but we are in Texas now, so we are uh, TX, Texas Straight Bourbon All right. Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, did you want to read the back of that for us? We'll give it to Melinda. Born from pure passion and patience, we are extremely proud to share our distinctly Texas straight bourbon with you. Using locally farmed corn and wheat uh, and a one-of-a-kind yeast, we captured and skillfully cultivated the provenance of this bourbon whiskey is its reward. It is remarkably smooth and exudes unique flavors of dark fruit, sweet spice, and caramel. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Melinda, you should do like those sleep videos. She needs, yeah. Your you voice would be is great just so soothing. Calm. That'd be nice. Can you? Yeah. When I go lay down, can you just come talk? To me? You can come and say, "Adrian, relax the mind. <laughs> Close breathe. your eyes. Maybe that's my count. It could be. Since they don't do that, like one nine hundred babe anymore. Uh-huh. You, know, you can't do the sex talk and yeah. Uh, Joel, what had you? You had said something about you referenced the Dallas Buyers Club. Ooh. Uh, yes, our honorable mention tonight is Long Branch, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey's whiskey. All right, all right, all right. Just a second. She'll be protecting us from a murder. Uh-huh. The door, front door's open. Well, the good news is if there is a murderer out there, we'll get it on recording. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cast about the podcasters murdered, yeah. and then our podcast will survive. blow up. Yeah. Right, and you're the only one that knows how to erase or delete anything on that thing, True. so we know Mom it'll be good. Mom will inherit this, and she'll be like, what is this? <laughs> well, your whole Dallas Buyers Club thing, I don't know if you remember this. Because, yeah, he was like the Matthew McConaughey, the Long Branch was what he was originally going to do. But he wanted to branch out a little bit. Oh, Jim, it's an old bottle. Jim didn't seem to like it last week. Oh, that's right. Jim guilted him. Yeah, you shouldn't. Don't, don't, don't ever do that. Did you tell him at first it was Matthew McConaughey's though? Maybe that would have changed his mind. No. Well, you're talking about the second one? Yeah. The one that only had like that much yeah. in it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just said I like the first one better. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, eh, it's an old bottle anyway. It could have lost its flavor. So. I don't know if you remember, but anytime we <clears throat> bring up the Dallas Buyers Club, I just, I have to tell this on myself. It's like Jillian with um, New England. This <laughs> is my New England. <laughs> Um, Smells good. I was very surprised to learn what the Dallas Buyers Club was actually about because I thought it was about like a used car dealership. <laughs> good. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's good. Got a little bit of a burn at the very end of it. I like how they're yeah. not paying attention. Um, no. I was your buyer, your uh, used used car dealership. It's I very you fruity. Already knew. Right. Yeah, I think it's really fruity. Oh yeah, like it's, it's not. It's, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel Texasy. The fruit, but it's good. I like that glass too. That is neat. Is that Nana's? Yeah, I found those downstairs and forgot I had them. So, yeah. shout out to Nana. She cool loved a good Nana. drink. Need to pull her uh, glass back out. Right. 
bitch, 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 bitch. bitch. Well, the uh, <laughs> other thing, too, the more we've drank a lot of the bourbons that I don't usually care for, it seems like after you drink that first one, oh, yeah, every drink after that or it's every sip better is better, better, better and better and better. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, I don't even like bourbon like at all. And I forgot. I even read the bottle. Forgot it was bourbon, but it's yeah, good. I think it's that's good. the first one that I've looked at and not made. It's a very. Drink I think it's very smooth. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was expecting for Texas. I was expecting some kind of I, cowboys. Well, yeah. just picture it. It's Texas. You got that in your hand, and you got like right. freaking barbecue mm-hmm. and cowboy beans, and yeah. and then oh, over yeah. in the corner got Rip killing somebody. Was that in Texas? No. No, but it, they got cowboys there. That's that's where uh what is it? Uh Triple Six. It, that's where they're at. Six six six? Triple six. Trips. Triple Six. Or is it what is it? No, Triple Sec is a liquor. No. The corn. Uh four sixes. Four sixes. You were talking about rip. I don't know. I no just knew the name. I didn't know what it was. Oh, man. What it's, is the four it's going to be a spinoff of Yellowstone. Uh, oh, okay. See, I didn't know. Yeah. I've not yeah. seen Yellowstone. Nope. I mean, I've watched. I like it's Beth. Good. It's good. Yeah, because you would. I've you, just watched clips yeah, online because no. they do. Like, she's so sassy. Yeah, he loves that. But when I'm sassy, then he say. doesn't like it. Yeah. Well. And she's blonde. I know. I just like her attitude. You don't like Mrs. Yes, I've been married to you for 30 years. I like your attitude. You just aren't as like, she's more violent than you are. Oh, that's what it is. I'll work on being more violent. I mean, that's if you. you Missy's like, I can do that. I can do that. I I hold back. Domestic (laughs) violence is wrong. But, you know, if a woman beats the shit, it's because she loves you. But you should never hit your partner. No. Unless they ask. Mm-hmm. No, like real talk, consensual. Yeah, consensually, <laughs> and you know, it's usually yeah. There's, there's a, an hour. there should be a room for that. Yes, you know, like the Bed red room, room. <laughs> bathroom, kitchen. That's where you miss me. In the kitchen, it's more spacious. It's Take out the trash. Right. So we're picking up where we left off last week. Where Dr. were we Death. with Doctor Death, Joel? So, we are uh, Dr. Death, who has, uh, we've gone from the future all-American football player to his promising cutting-edge medical researcher uh, to the biotech business founder, and now he's the best neurosurgeon in Texas, who has had two patients with two issues in their surgeries. Self-proclaimed. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, okay, yeah, just yeah, for yeah. the poor <laughs> bastards tuning in for the first time. This guy yeah, didn't know what the he, was, uh, he was doing. Yeah, he is the best at everything he's done, so uh, right. self-proclaimed, exactly, and he moved to Texas, and he just just by moving to Texas became the best neurosurgeon right. in Texas with no with nothing nothing else there. Uh, we're all best at something, right? Sure. Uh, but so uh, he's had two Some patients. Of us more than one or two, like <laughs> dozens, dozens. Really. Oh Jesus! So he's had two patients with two issues in their own surgeries. So he's two for two. But we finished off with Dunch, who was finishing the year strong. He was able to pull off his last nine surgeries he's just done without any major issues. But did they work? There was no medical issues. They were there. There were probably scars. There were probably issues. probably wasn't done well, but it was done. It was done. Yeah, satisfactory yeah, there was, condition. Yeah, and actually, I should say uh, four surgeries. Each of the surgeries he's done were had to be redone. So oh. these nine had none. So he was over two, and then he was straight. He's done nine surgeries now, where he had no resurgeries, no complaints. But of course. 
uh, that streak of good surgeries has to come to an end, or he wouldn't be on this podcast. Uh, he'd just be a good doctor. <laughs> or an okay doctor, at least. So, I think that means we have just 40 more medical surgeries to go. <laughs> Which, for a doctor in their entire career, we have 40 more surgeries. So, spoiler alert, he didn't stay practicing very long. <laughs> we will see Dunch fake it till you make it claim rewarded even more over these next 40 surgeries. And all of the success is getting to his head. As he tells Morgan, his nurse, or girlfriend, or both, around the same time in an early morning email, anyone close to me thinks that I likely am something between God, Einstein, and the Antichrist. Wow, he's a real Sheldon. <laughs> because how can I do anything I want and cross every discipline boundary like it's a playground and never, ever lose? God complex. Yeah, yes. exactly. That was it. This is right now. He has just done nine mediocre surgeries, and he thinks he is the God. I mean, right. so it's crazy. He it is. is the... Uh, <laughs> You got a headache, you don't give a shit. But, just, but it's like, at this point, no, 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 I've got to say this. Like, I um, am the bestest. Well, yeah, all these fails. It's almost like, yeah. is he just joking it? Is he just seeing how far he can push it at yeah. this point? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, but that's really what I'm, and that's, I didn't realize when I started this episode, of course, I just thought it was a greed thing. And it literally is not even a greed thing, which, which you see more and more. It could be an ego. It thing. is just an ego thing, and right. it is just his ego. He just right. thinks that he is the best. It is so much that he is the best. And then you've got a bunch of people around you telling you that you're the best, too. That's what happens. You need pe mm -hmm. people in your life that will tell you when you're an idiot, oh, yeah. when you're being an asshole. That's the best. That's the downfall with a lot of people. Yeah. And celebrities. Cool. And, and it happens with corporations. It happens yeah. with everything. I mean, right. there's people like the Aztec, that horrible car that put Pontiac on it. Oh. <laughs> People complained forever, but uh -huh. they just said yes because the boss wanted it, you know, and like you said, all these movie stars, they need people around them to keep them grounded. Mm -hmm. I guess it'd be the... This guy did if not have If there are no that. consequences for your actions, yeah. then why not just keep doing it? Mm -hmm. And the fact that he got lucky a half a dozen times. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. He yeah. got lucky, and I think, I mean, he was in a profession, and we'll go into this, of course, that where he was, I mean, he's self-employed. Right. He is just himself driving himself reinforcing himself because mm -hmm. i mean you know we're now going to see how far he can go proving it to himself and everybody else that he is the best that's what we're now going into is this is his idea of proving it it's crazy and on december 30th 2011 it wasn't just an unnecessary or inappropriate surgery this time either lee passmore is going in for a spinal fusion surgery on his back dunch has said putting the metal implants and bone grafts on the vertebrae would ease the pain Passmore, of course, was referred to Dunch thanks to all the marketing Dunch has received throughout the hospital. What he was complaining about, people are seeing his name. Again, that's his mm -hmm. ego walking into those hospitals. Uh, secular surgeon Mark Hoyle was on tending with the operation. And as the tending surgeon, Hoyle starts with the operation. Brief disclosure, uh, it's going to get a little weird for anybody that feels when you hear it. We're just going to go with this. You get the description of the surgery. Mm -hmm. Makes me feel funny. Yeah. He makes a small incision just above the groin and moves the blood vessels and organs out of the way of the spinal cord. And then lets Dunch in to do the fusion on the vertebrae. Only as Hoyle testifies, as the surgery starts, Dunch cuts an epidural blood vessel, causing, <laughs> exactly, of all things, that's, yeah, yeah uh, causing massive bleeding in the surgery field that leads to blood pooling in the disc space where Dunch is to put the implant. As we all know, of course, blood is good and thick, and you can't really see yeah. through it. Mm -hmm. Dunch couldn't see through it. He's literally feeling the insides of Passmore's groin to position the implant. 
Uh, while he's feeling the insides of his groin, Dutch decides that he would be removing the posterior longitudinal ligament to open up the area. The PLL sits less than a millimeter from the spinal canal, serving as one of two of the spine's major stabilizers. And removing it, shockingly, is not part of the surgery, according to Dr. Hoyle. Uh, As of all surgeries, Dunch announces he's going to make this change, and he's going to go ahead and uh, make a decision to cut the posterior ligament out. But Hoyle decides that this is not a smart move, and he has opened his mouth and overridden the the surgeon. To say, do not do that. Do not do that. (laughs) And Dunch just ignores him. And it's such a bad thing that actually you can't do it, that Hoyle steps in and has to physically stop him. Good. Wow. Yeah. Because number one, person's bleeding, which this is yes. the biggest thing that's crazy. People are bleeding in the surgery. And, and then they're fighting. <laughs> they're having a verbal disagreement, yeah. which then turns to a physical disagreement. Right. And you've got a guy with a major muscle, just or blood vessel cut, and you're like, he's bleeding to death, right? And you're arguing over semantics? Like, right. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's, I think that's part of the issue of Dunch is just like completely seemingly unfazed by the artery the bleeding and then he's like i'm gonna go do this extra thing that i don't even your first i i'm not a doctor but my first thing would be like stop the bleeding yeah absolutely you You, like you there's no reason to to continue to to operate if your patient is gonna bleed out yeah and you need to be able to see what you're doing right you have to see but just the fact that you would it's like you know it's 20 this is 2011 who is feeling for surgery like we have so much medical technology you would think you'd be like yeah, no doctor feels. I should be right. seeing this. Right. Like, Yeah, which I mean, I'm sure there are circumstances where they do. Oh, to, yeah. But in this one, no. in, Yeah, you're just like, yeah. wow. So again, it was just crazy. Well, plus that, the guy splayed out. Yeah. You know, so everybody sees this. It's yeah. not like, my, what's that? But they use a microscopy crap. Yeah. What's that called? Endoscopy? Laparoscopy. Laparoscopy. But they still it? are seeing everything. Right, they see it through a little cameras. pinhole. Yeah. Right. yeah. So the, most of the time, I would say your doctor's not flying blind. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Looking over at his phone while he's feeling, <laughs> oh, no, I feel it. Yeah. yeah. And you're on the, sp- that's it. it's a millimeter from the spinal cord. You're, I mean, you're right there on the spine. Like, it's yeah. just so, like, that's a, just, it's it, precarious. It, a credit card it, thickness. Away, yeah. You know? And the hair on my back of the neck, you know, just like you're that close to my spine and you're touching it. Yeah. Right. That was just, it was, it's weird. It's just, uh. uh But with Dunch finally agreeing, once he's physically stopped, that Hoyle is right. Hoyle steps in and repairs the bleeding vessels, clears out the blood that was blocking side of the disc space. With the spinal disc space cleaned out, Dunch has decided that he can't install it in the space that was set up for him. He decides he needs to widen the opening. Uh, and then Hoyle, of course, as attending, finishes up the surgery, closes the surgery, and the surgery is over. Hoyle leaves the operating room, telling Dunch on the way out that he would never work with him again. I mean, I would if somebody got in an argument, I would... Think you'd never want to work. That'd be pretty obvious. Yeah, but that Hoyle guy, that it's it's great that he, you know, oh, yeah. he stood up. And... Uh huh. Yeah, but the problem is, is that if you don't have a doctor that is that in your face to stand up and mm-hmm. say no, you you can't do that. You know, having him in place is a safeguard. Yeah, you right. don't know if other doctors. Right. This yeah, that was that's the thing is you know much of the, the whole ethical question on being a doctor, of course, the ethical oath or right. unethical oath. Well, yeah, many doctors yeah do stand there, and there the situations aren't as bad, I guess, in some of these surgeries. Mm-hmm. But you're not the doctor in charge. It's not your name, yeah. and you're just doing your job. You're there to help out, and you're not asked. So yeah, it was crazy that he decided. That he's like, no, no, no. I know enough medical stuff to say this is this yeah. is too much. 
So, but uh, this time, of course, as Dunch has made an error, a number of major noticeable mm. errors in the operating room, everyone in the OR knows it. But the doctor that has faked it till he makes it was too good to make errors. Too much blood was certainly a big issue. Being physically stopped wasn't good, uh, but none of that seems to have affected him. It wasn't until in recovery with Passmore, an x-ray was taken where doctors see the implant is installed in the wrong spot. The only thing that was wrong with the surgery, it's crazy. The only was that... Uh, all that other stuff all that, that went bad. Because well, yeah. the other doctor took care of that was the, the whole surgery. Yeah, the whole surgery was... Because when he gets back, he moves the instrument... He wasn't, he was, I'm sure, again, it was an argument, a doctor making his point. Mm-hmm. You, whatever you did there was not good enough. I'm going to change what you did for me right. and install it here because, so great. I don't get it. I don't That's get crazy. It. Yeah. Uh, so when they see that the implant's in the wrong spot, Dunch has to, has gone too far. And they kind of know that, okay, this one's not good, but we're going to give you a second surgery. Passmore, of course, has to have a, a second surgery uh, to get this adjustment made, but he has to wait a week. I don't know how you could wait a week with this thing in the wrong spot, but for some reason, he sits in the ICU or the hospital waiting a week for his second surgery. During that second surgery, Dunch has to unscrew the implant, screwed into his spine. He has to unscrew the screws of his spine. Yeah, but he strips the screws. Oh, my God. And uh, the one thing you can't do, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, is rip out anything. Fortunately... Doesn't rip the implant out. He does make some other kind of adjustments and closes the surgery up and says that he's fine. Uh, and that was the end of the surgery for Passmore. Um, for as far as Dunch is considered, he f- thinks he's fixed the issue and that everything is good to go. Stripping a screw, and for Passmore, of course, it never gets fixed. You can't change right, it. Once yeah. a screw is stripped, yeah. it's literally... On a, your spine. On, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. So with Passmore in recovery... Dunch checks on him the next day and lets him know that the surgery worked out well. Everything is fixed, Dunch said. He did wonderful, and Dunch is done with Passmore. But, as in their article with the Dallas Morning News says, that's news to the patient. And Passmore agreed. Clearly, he's wrong. So, as we get to the middle of January, not even a week after the issues with in Passmore's surgery, the aggressive neurosurgeon, looking to earn $3 million a year easily, was back in the OR. Dunch had scheduled the OR for two hours that day for Barry Morgoff's spinal fusion. Pretty sure it's the same thing, but they describe it differently. But mm. it's another one of these, like, adjusts to your spine. Wow. It's just, it's like, reading this kind of stuff is, mm. oh. I couldn't imagine, like, having to study it as a mm-hmm. nurse and reading every day. Like, you just finally get used to it you at some do. point. <laughs> but reading, I'm just like, oh, God, my groin. Oh, <laughs> he's in there. Oh, no. So, yeah, it was... Shocking at first for me. So we have got uh, Barry Magos spinal fusion is up for us. And there was nothing special. Again, it's an easy surgery for most doctors to do that have gone to school for 15 years. And did their due diligence. And did their due diligence. And, right. You know, doing surgeries in so, medical school. It, yeah. Unlike something. Exactly. Yeah. So this is just a normal surgery. Uh, all of the staff is preparing for a 90-minute operation. The OR is reserved for two hours so that there's enough time in case anything happens. But as the surgery started, Dunch is already having trouble. The surgery being over in less than 90 minutes wasn't looking too good for him. Uh, the kind of trouble you find yourself in when you're faking it till you make it. Also, you should have done a drinking thing with that. That's what he said last <laughs> week. Yeah. I think so, yeah. So the staff has started yeah. noticing uh, that Dunch has been leaving the OR about every hour to go to the bathroom. Uh, further delay in the surgery. Most nurses and doctors hold it 
for hours, and yeah. he does not make an exception. He leaves on the hour almost every time. Well, he probably, he probably wasn't even going to the bathroom. He was probably doing bumps of coke probably. or something. Or, or going in there and getting on his phone and Googling how to perform <laughs> exactly. surgery. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it was no. crazy. He would just he would out. What do they call it? Where you cleanse out or you tag mm-hmm. out of an OR? Yeah. And that's a process, and you got to just stop everything. And right. so everything's clean and yeah. sterile. Yeah. So he's got you can't just go and take a piss. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's yeah. uh, and yeah. whatever else and we do, that we got to spend the next five minutes cleaning up and getting right. in and, and, and start the mentally, surgery and, again. And mentally, I mean, when I do this podcast, I am right. set. If we take a break, mentally readjust for. It. I can right. imagine leaving every hour. In the middle of surgery, just like yeah. like you've seen pictures and videos of doctors that have done twelve hours oh, yeah. of constant uh-huh. surgery without stopping on yeah. some little kid yeah. uh-huh. to keep them alive yeah. on their feet, the and then they pass position. out as soon yeah. as they put the oh, last yeah. stitch in. Oh, you know, yeah. or they tell the nurse to sew them up. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen like a Time magazine photo of a year showed some doctor just like passed out in his hands. Yeah, you've yeah. Got oh, yeah. After a nurse doing twelve hours specifically caring for that doctor and what that doctor yeah. needs. Right. Wiping his brow yeah, or, you know, oh, whatever yeah. that doctor needs it's amazing. Um, yeah. to get through. But he can't he, do a 90-minute surgery yeah. without running to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So a spinal fusion would usually start with a doctor removing the impacted spinal disc. And most doctors would cut the disc out, even maybe use a scalpel to do that. Uh, Dunge has instead started the operation by asking the nurse for a grabbing instrument. He didn't really go into details, but I think he plans just to rip it out. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Because he didn't ask for a scalpel. He just literally, when it started, he said he asked for a, a grabbing instrument. Because he's like, it says it comes out, right? Let's pull it out. Oh, mm. God. So, I, I don't, they don't say if they forced him to change or anything. Uh, but that's how he started the surgery. Right. Uh, and then as the IDs continued, uh, Dunch is visibly struggling to get the fusion device into position to close out the operation. This was only part of the reason the 90-minute surgery ends up taking more than four and a half hours. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Excited for all those other people that had to have their surgeries rescheduled uh-huh. or delayed. Because oh there's a buffoon in there. Where they have had to not eat anything for the day, that that, that whole morning, you know, nothing after midnight. Yeah, their whole they're process waiting, thinking and prep that, yeah. to be able to, and to the have their prep. surgery. Yeah. Know that I, you know, I'm going for surgery. Gosh. Yeah. So many things go wrong in that four plus hours, escalating when his surgical assistant Morgan at one point has to step into the operating field and assist the operation. I know she's a surgical assistant, but I don't think normally they don't do the operation. But no. at one point he was so bad that even a nurse has to take over. Yeah, they are handing yeah. the doctor the things that they right. need. So even she knows it. She has a knowledge of it. Right. But at some point it's so bad that she's like, I got to do this. So I can do this better than you. Yeah, are. exactly. So, as the operation took place, it would later be discovered that Dungeon installed the hardware incorrectly. There's that being shock. the biggest reason for such a delay. There's a shock. Yeah, exactly. Uh, our friend Dr. Randall Kirby was in the OR that day as the attending surgeon uh, to help open up and close the surgery and be, be watching. After the operation was done, Dr. Kirby also notices the errors. Kirby says Dungeon's performance, as we're guessing, of course, uh, was pathetic on what should have been a fairly easy case. And he confirms what we are all wondering. He was functioning at a first to second year neurosurgical resident level, but had no apparent insight into how bad his technique was. <laughs> if he had operated on a few people while he was 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, well, he was training. Yeah, he might, this he is might literally, it's only the second time he's ever seen it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like that's my second try. Yeah. I think I'm doing pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, it's first know? year, right? It's what yeah. you do in your first year. So. Oh gosh. So with the surgery over, of course, Barry goes into the recovery, and when he wakes up, he's in pain. He's immediately asking for help. Barry's complaining of left leg pain on a scale of ten, on the scale of one to ten. Yeah. It's bad. It's as bad as he can get. Uh, but importantly, you'll notice Barry is complaining of pain in his left leg, not, not his back. Yeah. He was in for back surgery, and now his, his leg is killing him. So Cut his nerve or something. Yeah, not supposed to transfer to your left leg. It's not supposed to have pain in the left leg all of a sudden. Mm. So soon, Barry and the hospital staff are needing help with the pain control because this is so bad that they can't just continue what they're doing. But Dunch, of course, was not responding. He eventually shows up hours later to check on his patient. And Dunch and Morgan, though, just continued what the hospital was doing by medicating Barry with basic pain medications and are ignoring his conditions. Uh, Barry has told all of the medical staff of significant pain, numbness, and weakness in his left leg, not his back. But no CT scans were ordered as Dunch is confident it's not the surgery. <laughs> I just... I just, just, just... It was just coincidence. It was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Just coincidence that it's... You're in pain, but it's not its not from my surgery at all. And, and he sticks with that, of course. Uh, as as weeks of post-surgery recovery go by, and Barry keeps calling Dunge's office, still needing help. He's still requesting anything to help. And finally, he's told by the office to simply, it, the pain would simply go away and to stop calling. They've had enough of him that they <laughs> don't want him to. That's crazy. Of course, it didn't go away because Barry needed a correctional surgery, and he needed it immediately. He just had to wait six months for Dunch to schedule his post-surgery review. And Dunch finally does an MRI of Barry's back to review the surgery. He looks at the MRI results and tells Barry he was fine. Except for, well, it was actually that he had a new problem. Which had nothing to do with that prior issue. We fixed that for the surgery. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is all good. There's a different issue for you. And that's where all your pain's coming from. Eight months after the surgery, Barry gets a second opinion from a different doctor. A doctor that can read an MRI. Good for him. <laughs> because uh, upon the MRI being processed, the MRI has determined that Barry has compression of the spine nerve from a bone fragment that was broken when Dunch did the surgery. Oh, wow. Dunch causes nonsense. He claims that he showed the MRI to 16 radiologists over the last six months, all of whom have said Morgoff was normal. Dunch contends that the patient was just trying to get painkillers. Oh, man. Wow. So I'm just that's crazy. He did not. The guy that thinks he's better than Jesus did not get second opinions on those. No, right? Never, no, he didn't have any. And that many? How many? How many radiologists are walking on the hallway when you're carrying your? He MRI, probably like, did get opinion of sixteen, and they all said, right. "No, there's something, something wrong. wrong. No, here. there's something." Wrong. So I'm just like, and he knows at sixteen, like he was counting, like, "Yeah, I got it right here." I was doctor. So it's just weird the way he knows all these facts about it. Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees with him. It's the, the yes men of his imagination. Mm-hmm. Unlike Goodness. some of these movie stars, his yes men are just in his head. I think yeah. Yeah. sixteen people that were in his head. Yeah, the, no, the people that actually know what they're talking about are telling him he's a buffoon. <laughs> yes, right. like you're an idiot. Exactly. Uh, so now comes the breaking point. We're in February of 2012. It's Dunch's return to the OR after a month away. Uh, Jerry Summers has been put on the schedule. No matter where you are in this case of right or wrong, it's pretty hard to be anywhere but wrong, or yeah, but Dunch being wrong. Now it's a little different. Granted, for Dunch, he has disputed assessments of his surgery with any number of arguments, 
He once said, 10 surgeons in a room will never agree on the same diagnosis, the same surgery, or the same rationale. Bullshit. So again, it's these <laughs> yes men in his head. And I mean, I don't know that you could get 10 right. people, 16 people to, to say what he's saying they say. It's, mm-hmm. But more importantly, this is when we get to the sociopath in the OR. Summers was, was the first sign of just how bad Dr. Death was. In the OR, but also in his daily duties. Even though Dunch thought he was the best doctor, he knew he could do nothing outside the hospital, always relying on someone like Jerry to help him. One day, while riding in his truck, the sociopath, uh, Dunch, sees a bug on the windshield, so he kicks at the bug to kill it. Uh, and unable to windshield? Ki- on the windshield. He's a passenger seat. There's a bug, and he kicks it to kill it. Holy yes. Yeah. And as you guessed, he did not get the bug because the bug flew away. Uh, so he kicks the windshield harder, so hard he smashed the front of his windshield out to Jeez. kill a bug. That was when we knew it tar- took a turn for oh not just uh, crazy. But in regards to Jerry, Jerry was, of course, a driver for Dunch to get around town. He was an errand boy doing the basic things that Dunch seemed unable to do, like picking up his dry cleaning, even balancing the checkbook for Dunch. Wow. Uh, they, of course, grew up together as he was a childhood friend, and they moved to Texas together and became roommates. And they were a wingman at the hotel club every night. Dunch and uh, Summers went to the club to do what bachelors do, even though he has two girlfriends. <laughs> uh, but Dunch also, of course, gave Jerry a credit card to use so that he could pay for everything. And, of course, Jerry did have a more sin- sinister side. Uh, that was another reason that he was around Dunch so much. Various sources knew Jerry was a drug dealer and that he sold drugs to high school students in Plano. But more importantly, he was most probably Dunch's drug dealer. Because he went through so much drugs, apparently, that he had his own personal uh, drug dealer. It was a premium service. I think they said Snoop pays somebody forty grand a year just to roll his joint. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> what that job. Yeah, got a professional joint. Uh-huh. Really. I don't know if that's Keep actual fact or not, but I read that with somewhere. <laughs> It wouldn't be surprising. Always on demand. I mean, it's right there. You know, you know the quality. You know, I mean, yeah, you know like, what you're getting. You know, it's fresh. Hey, Bob. Join yeah. Me. yeah. But yeah, having a drug dealer as your roommate helps make that sure you get the source. You know the source. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, of course. It makes Never it have convenient. to go too far. Yeah. So Summers, of course, like most of Dr. Death's patients, had come in for a pretty basic surgery. And this one, just like the others, is an elective spinal fusion. To, re- to relieve long-term pain uh, that uh, Summers was having from playing football in high school. But unlike Passmore or Barry's surgery this time, Dunch was completely out of control on his best friend of all people. Uh, Summers' surgery starts out weird, according to Morgan's testimony, uh, which, as a disclaimer, her testimony is all over the place and she contradicts herself, so... But according to her testimony, uh, she had told him not to do the surgery since they were friends. And of course, as the medical person, you're not supposed to operate on kids or friends or anybody you have attachment to. Uh, But Dunch says that there is no better surgeon in the state and he doesn't trust any other doctor to do it better than he can do it. One that's competent. And it's just, again, this is the, he, he has got to have voices in his head. They're just your best friend that does all the stuff for you. And yeah, you can think you're the best, but you got to deep down know. Okay, I might mess up with somebody else. Emotionally, yeah. you should be able to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that person laying on that table is somebody that you care about. Yeah. I mean, I could not even imagine. I'm not confident enough to grocery shop for any of you guys, <laughs> much less do surgery. Yeah, I so. actually think I've seen that like on TV when they tell people like 
like they have a family member coming through the ER on like one of them car wrecks mm-hmm. on show and they tell them stay away yep. oh yeah do not come in here because you're going to want to try to help yeah. but you can't help remember whenever I mean I worked in the ER for goodness sake I saw horrible things and you remember when Aunt Wendy came when you down to the house with I, Aunt Wendy <laughs> Aunt Wendy had, was washing dishes and she had her hand down in a uh, glass oh, and it that broke was a terrible and it time. slit her hand I mean it was splayed oh open. it was disgusting so she came down there and it was like bleh. it was it she was, was doing this. and she was, she was going and then this part broke so blood. Right. Just, oh, and, just yeah it was like it. like that just spread open I just got queasy you know and it wasn't yeah, Wendy was I see fine. blood all the time. Yeah. You know, it was uh-huh. not anything, but it was because it was Aunt Wendy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was not. Well, I think when it's somebody you know, yeah. your heart changes. Mm-hmm. Your, I do think it, it changes the perspective of it. I mean, no different than if I was to see one of my children laying on a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't think clearly and mm-hmm. enough to perform the surgery. You wouldn't want me there. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, even if you are the best... You've got a deep down inside know that I may be the best. If you were but, the best, you would know that you shouldn't be there. Yeah. But you, you would just, well, how would you have the guilt of that, even if you're the best, of having to be there and having it go sideways? Yeah. Right. And not even, I mean, it's just like. Yeah, you wouldn't want you that. You wouldn't want that. Yeah, That's what I mean. Absolutely. Somebody that was the best and knew the best mm-hmm. or knew what was best in the situation would excuse themselves. Yeah. Yes. Because they know that's what's best. And going back to this last guy, week, the people that are the best don't go around saying they're the best. Right. They let true. their work speak. Right. You don't they have, do. You absolutely. don't have to scream it because everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Based on your results. Uh-huh. That's yeah. why I don't tell everybody how good looking I am. They everybody already knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's common knowledge. Uh-huh. So, oh. of course, uh, we can see why Dunge probably wanted to do the surgery himself, of course. Uh, in pre-surgery intake, Dunch has Summers x-rays on file from the University of Tennessee from before the move hey. to Texas. And that is old by medical standards for surgery, apparently. I don't know how old they were, but they were definitely too old for a surgery. Yeah. And, and so Dunch sent in uh, for an updated MRI scan, not an x-ray, uh, on Summers. But he had a pass-due balance, so they wouldn't do an x-ray or MRI on him anymore. Now, yeah. I don't know which of the he's has a pass-due balance. It's never cleaned up. His friend had one, a pass-due balance? Some of the MRIs, somebody had a pass-due balance. Now, uh-huh. Summers is just a standard you or me. Right. Now, I get an MRI once a decade when I get hit by a car. Right. I don't think I, I don't think I have a pass-due balance. Right. But they don't clear it up. And how does a doctor have a pass-due balance? He has that a $50,000 monthly expense account. Right. And somehow he's passed you with the MRI or he's the imaging. He's too good to pay it. it so... I mean, I don't know. It could be Summers. I mean, but yeah, they don't say who it is that has the past due, but they cancel that. Huh. Surgery normally wouldn't operate with an up, without an updated MRI, but but Dunch now claims that the UT images are actually good to use and signs off on the surgery. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. He's like, I can see good enough. <laughs> I can see on every issue. Yeah. I don't need MRI. I have X-ray, X-ray vision. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know how, like, like the last time I had uh, Dr. He is given, I think it's like every three years they do a chest x-ray. Oh, okay, yeah. Stuff like that. Just basic stuff, not like not any MRI yeah, on your head. Yeah, but you have baselines. But you have baselines, right? Okay. And I remember when he, I was sitting there and he threw it up. And he's like, 
Yeah, I would think if there's cancer or something here, you'd see like blotches. Because uh, he always he thinks he doesn't does. know, though. <laughs> but he doesn't know. Yeah. He is looking at it from what I can, and he'll tell me from what I can see, everything's it's, fine. However, he's not a radiologist. I'm gonna pay somebody yeah. oh, okay. to make sure that I'm not looking at something that I think is dust and it's cancer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's where you're. You that's why that's you take why those things. Uh huh. This dumb shit is gonna say, eh, I can do it anyway. Uh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But that's his ego, which is yeah. what we've been talking about for half an hour. Mm-hmm. His ego is just out out of control. Oh yeah. Or I mean, maybe I wonder. I don't think I've been, ever felt like this, but maybe like in his mind, he truly believes it. Like he has like see, to. I would he think if to. it was me in the back of my mind, like even it's stuff That's that because I because you're not an egomaniac, right? But the, you think you know I, I'm I try to do the best I can, but uh-huh. you know my, I, I question some of the things I've oh, done. Yeah. If I did it correctly, is that going to work? It? Is the you know tire going to fall off after I put those <laughs> lug nuts on? Mm-hmm. You know. But I wonder if his if if people are some people are so confident in their decisions that they literally like once it's over they let it go because they never have to think about it again. Well, the problem is he's had to think about it because he's being called on all of these. Yeah, but how how do you not have that in your conscience to care? That's the problem. I don't because I don't have that. Maybe you know you saying that he just you know at the beginning thinks oh I really am the best at all these things that's why I can do this surgery. But as those surgeries continue to go wrong. And he's after the people around you say you suck, exactly, he's continuously confronted with the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing and he shouldn't be doing these surgeries, and he continues to do them. That's an ego. Well, that's and what I was saying. That on on everybody else, mm-hmm. it's not his fault that the surgeries aren't. Yeah, but aren't the the problem is, well. this guy also, by all accounts, other than his you know actions, I guess, he's a smart enough guy. So mm. I don't think I don't, that I, I I think he picked up on the basics of everything like he picked up on the basics of research mm-hmm. had some help with that picked up on the basics of surgery had some help with that yeah and, but he was smart enough to get to the point where he was right, right. so he's he's also not too dumb to know no, he's what smart is enough that to get to he did but he didn't pick up the the knowledge that he needed to acquire to do the things he no. wants and to do discuss, that, what is that saying there's all kinds. That that when you say all the time, it's uh, what is it? That it's the something of everything, master of nothing. Oh, oh yeah, jack it? of all trades, jack of all trades, master, master of, none. of none. And he is good, right? And that is right. that is what well, that reminds that, me right. of. But see, that for me, like I can do anything, you know, relatively, you know, within a, a certain. But you're not going to do fucking surgery. No, but when I get to the point that it's out of my scope of practice, I call someone with more knowledge than me. Mm -hmm. I call Jason if it's an electronic thing or Uncle Bruce if it's an electronic thing or, you know, uh, you you look at the resources you have available when it's beyond your, you know, thing. And he he is at the low end of what he's, right? But he's he's telling people he's performing at the higher end, but he is at the, what that guy said, first or second second year. The problem is everything really and it comes to this, was handed to him in some way. So that can boost his... His confidence. His confidence or whatever. But once again, I still... I, I don't think he was dumb enough or so far gone to not know at the end what he was doing was wrong. Well, like, then if, if he didn't know... Oh, you'll, yeah, you'll, you're, see, the, you're the perfect juror for this oh. trial. Yeah, but if he, <laughs> did, if he didn't know, then, then, then he does have a conscience. Mm-hmm. And so he truly must not think he's the best that's what that's where i was on the fence because i don't understand how somebody you know could not in the back of their mind you know it's like he's almost trying to convince himself that he's oh that's i mean that's what i said these 10 doctors these 16 radiologists yeah 
they've got to be people he's thinking of. Like, I don't know right. if he has multiple personalities or whatever it is, but, or maybe he is just making it up, but he's telling himself that 10 people agree with him. Right. And it's yeah, not. I don't think he, it's true. I, I think he was probably just once again making it up to cover his own ass. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. does, he think, does he think that 10 people are telling him? Is that him a, that he's a not, narcissistic? What is yeah, that? Yeah, narcissistic okay. personality. Yeah. yeah. Which we're not qualified to diagnose. No. Right. No, but I, I mean, I'm just. But he sure going sound, off of it looks like I, narcissism. Yeah, it oh, seems yeah. like narcissism. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> my, I'm not diagnosing, but he is a not narcissist. Well, so I'm not it, saying he's got a personality disorder, but he's a narcissist. He's got a narcissist because this is his best friend. He's just skipped. Well, he's not paid his MRI bill. Number one, right? And uh, he's performing a surgery without his, having the information on his needed. best friend. I mean, this is like right. This is somebody he's supposed to care about. I'm feel nervous just driving you guys around, right. just in a car because I'm responsible. I I'm imagine. more nervous when Adrian drives, but <laughs> I get you. Stop it! But just that I fear of Adrian. You know that fear of being responsible for somebody. No matter where it is, taking you guys on a hike right. or you know, whatever right. you go, walking. You, you're you're responsible. responsible. And this is... That'll haunt you forever yeah. if you kill your best friend. Yeah. You know? so it's, if you've got a conscience. If you have if a conscience, yeah. right. So that's and where this narcissist This guy's missing um, that chip. Yeah. He doesn't and, have But it. I also think the problem is he's playing that role so much because he, you know, that's his livelihood. That's that's the way his direction is going, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If so it worked last time. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I can't admit that I'm not good enough to do my best friend's surgery because then everybody will know... Mm. That's true. I see what you're saying. Right. That makes a good point. Because if he does say, well, I'd really rather not do this because it's my best friend, they'll go, well, if you can't do it, nobody, you know. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, having skipped over the uh, MRI we we were going to do, a nurse now tells Summers that he needs to have his blood work checked out. Dunch advises he doesn't. That it's fine (laughs) to skip as Dunch will take care of signing off on that too. He doesn't have enough time. I got a golf appointment. Let's not worry about whether your platelets are good or your hemoglobin and, and hematocrit I mean, are good. We'll just let you go in there and we'll cut you open and your platelets are low. We'll just let you bleed to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you what's clock, funny is, you know, I mean, what is? Well, what's funny <laughs> is maybe he's specifically trying not to get all these other doctors and departments involved so well, that there's not extra eyes on well, that's true, too. That's like a blood test shows many things. Yeah. I think that's right. for the blood test, especially I'm, I was wondering that, of course, is what's the blood going to say about mm-hmm. your friend? Yeah. Uh, um, and then the drugs. <clears throat> the dr- yeah, exactly. The drugs, that's true, yeah. because yeah. it is his they drug don't dealer. Want him they don't, to, he's probably yeah. one that... You know, smokes that. a little bit of his own stuff, and <laughs> right. he wants to keep his dealer free. Yeah. yeah. But, and then, of course, it's crazy because, I mean, is it that he doesn't want to pay for it is the other thing. I was like, does he just not want to pay for the test? Is he skipping it because of that? But that's, you're a doctor that wants to make $3 million a year. Mm-hmm. You can't spend $100 on, on a blood Blood test right it's that now it's cheaper then yeah exactly and then of course to have surgery you have to have been referred by a doctor uh but a doctor will give you a physical and dunch again says not to worry about that he will get his co-worker dr isaac to do the physical outside of the hospital i guess there's no real clue as to where the physical comes from uh but dr isaac is also dunch's preferred anesthesiologist um and i don't know if they are qualified for primary care i don't think they are it's not their, <laughs> I didn't not think their so. specialty. Yeah, so Dr. Isaac, the anesthesiologist, gave Dunch a physical that qualified him to have the surgery. And Dr. Isaac did the physical on Summers at some point. Uh, Morgan claims in the pre-op review that day that there was no physical on file. Uh, but at some point after the surgery, when they were reviewing it, a handwritten doctor's physical assessment form 
is found in the file from Dr. Isaacs. So to say that he can't listen to, yes, it is. I mean, they can definitely do all those assessments, but that's also one of those things that you've been on a path, Mm -hmm. and if you're an anesthesiologist, how, how long has he been an anesthesiologist? When was the last time, you know, he had to do a, Head-to-toe physical. Right. That's not Primary something that they doctor. do. Not, oh, yeah. That's what I so, thought. So, I mean, it's, it's... It's outside of his scope. Well, it's not because he is a doctor. No, but, but he's it's, not, it's up, not to, up to speed on the current probably information. Not. Because right. he's more in, up to speed on the anesthesiologist information. Right. Which they are hella smart people. They are, yeah. They're they're, 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 you, want, you want somebody that's... You don't want, the, you don't well, want a was, C student well, Michael put you're putting you under. I want an A student. Yeah. You know, like the valedictorian. <laughs> Right. Yeah, the one percent—that's who I want. You know, putting Locking that damn, putting yeah. that damn four-inch needle through uh. my spine. Adrian's got a headache. She is gonna take a nap. So everybody gets to hear me a little more. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay. Yes. So all the paperwork is lined up, and of course the surgery happens. Uh, Dunch has no post-surgery notes, and Jerry is sent to recovery. Uh, post-op, you know, department there um, who want to take care of a person whenever they come out of surgery. We kind of like to know what went on and what right. they need to what But again, they need he's to the do. best and he did everything perfectly so that you're just going to watch him sleep and that's all you need yeah, to do because uh, that's all that, you know, that's the only thing that could happen when, when Dunch does the surgery for he's you. perfect. Yeah. Right. But of course, uh, after summer surgery, everyone else knows there was some kind of a problem in the OR. Uh, Summer's lost more than a liter of blood. Yeah. Oh. One nurse thinks that it could have possibly even been two liters of blood. Uh, with two liters of blood dripping off of the surgical bed over the hours of the surgery, doctors and nurses were standing in a sea of blood. Wow. So everybody kind of knows that the post-surgery notes aren't lining up. Mm. But, again, if you fake it till you make it, they're just going to let you roll with it. Jeez. But the people around them are think, competent. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. You would think in this scenario, this would be the, like... You're you're doing surgery, like you shouldn't be able to fake it till you make it, and then let people just roll with it. This is right. surgery. But a surgery, you're the one that sees everything and signs off. There's no and that shows you how important blood work is yes. pre-op because which based the off best of doctor, all of the, the drugs known. and uh-huh. whatever that he was probably doing, obviously. Unless he nicked something or did something, well, he probably did that too. That caused, you know, excessive blood loss. But you know, somebody that slow and platelets. I mean, they don't clot. So I didn't even think about all of that on this because yeah, that's probably one of the things that was part of it. Yeah. But of course, during the surgery, there was a problem. There was blood everywhere, and the problem, the biggest problem, of course, was that Dunch was unable to stop the bleeding. So Dunch. Probably freaks out. I think that he freaks out. He packs the space with anticoagulants uh, so much that it squeezes Summer's spine. Summers wakes up in the recovery room and he is unable to move his arms and legs. Oh man! <clears throat> Dunch is called down and tells Jerry it's a normal response. <laughs> uh, I did. I couldn't find it a second time, and I can't remember it, so it's not scientific, of course. But there is a scientific thing about your spinal cord that can cause issues where you can't move after surgery. So Don's just kind of right. Again, he's book smart. He knows that he can talk this off because he knows, wait, there's this one circumstance where it can happen and that's and you're fine. You're, you're paralyzed, but it's temporary. Right. You know, give it an hour and you'll be back fine. But for that hour, I can run off and do whatever I do post-surgery. Right. Uh, but of course, Jerry finds out it's a normal response from Dunch. 
So Dutch, of course, did nothing because this was a, normal, a, a supposedly normal response. Um, he, of course, should have sent Summers down for a CAT scan or an MRI. Uh, I know there's a difference, but I always confuse them. One is magnetic, magnetic resonance imaging. And then I can't even, I've never been able to say that word, something with the, the C, mm. topography. I can't. I have no idea. Uh, but, in fact, he has scheduled another surgery. And after that time he spent with Summers to update him, he knows the next surgery needs to start. So he's been trying to move it along as fast as he can because he's got a surgery waiting for him. Wow. Again, it, this greed thing of doing so many surgeries is there, but then you're not doing what you need to do to do it. It's just like, is it greed? Is it a sociopath? Like, what's going on here, buddy? I mean, most times after a surgery, I've learned if something's wrong, an MRI figures it out. And it would have shown the anticoagulant gel in his back was far in excess of what normally would be there. Post-surgery, it needs to be removed as soon as possible to relieve the pressure and get Summers any chance of movement back to his limbs. Um, and of course, this is the same thing that happened in his last two surgeries. He has cut in arterial vertebral artery was damaged. Uh, the same thing he's done each time. And each time he's had another doctor step in to fix it. This time he was by himself because it's Summers again. Your best friend, you do it by yourself with no other doctor there to help you out, and you damage something. And the only thing he knows is that he read in a book, probably, that anticoagulant is a blood stopper. But too much of it is like cement, I'm sure, in the, on the spine, and is not good. So the gel is, of course, used by doctors all the time. The amount is not normally used by doctors all the time. Uh, some of it could have been removed during surgery, even if Summers had known what the proper amount was. Uh, but after doing his surgery, his next surgery that day, Summers still is reporting no movement. By this time, Dutch knows it's not the issue he thinks it is, and that an MRI has to be done. It's now he sees the issue. A vertebral artery was damaged, causing temporary paralysis to Summers. So, Dutch does an emergency second surgery on Summers to fix his errors. And, of course, that was too late. Summers, of course, to this day was paralyzed and never got fixed. Uh, but it's crazy because that was his third surgery of the day. And again, it's, is it the greed thing? Is it what, why? I mean, I don't know what the number of surgeries per day you can do is. Three is kind of common, I guess, for him at least. But to have been through the stress of all of that and then do an emergency surgery was just like, again, there's got to be another doctor there that could have done a basic recovery surgery. Yeah. And also with him, like, not wanting to do all, like, the testing and, mm -hmm. you know, stuff beforehand. It also gives him plausible deniability, too, because doing all that stuff okay, after the surgery, yeah. he can be like, well, maybe something happened before, between mm -hmm. the first, you know, x-ray or MRI and surgery, because we didn't get we one. Didn't, yeah. Well, that's the blood, the blood platelets. It could have easily been that. I mean, two liters of blood. Yeah. Vertebral arteries are a pretty common error for him. And it others seems have lost. like it. Yeah. yeah. And if you keep making that same error every surgery... There's your sign. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and I don't think any of the anybody else lost two liters of blood because if somebody else was there to fix it. Right. But or was it because, like you said, can he just say, "Oh no, no, I did the same thing they did. He has bad blood platelets, and he didn't mm -hmm. stop bleeding the right way." Or yeah. He has. And see, that's what's sad because I mean, that's really what would you know make him like a true sociopath because he's using <clears throat> somebody. That should be his best friend. That's, yeah. As a guinea pig and just being like, well, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And, you know, if something does happen, it's not going to be my fault. It's mm -hmm. going to be the fault of 
him for not doing or for doing drugs and his yeah. platelets are low and even though I didn't the, get that testing it's his it's, fault. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh-huh. This yeah, this one cuz you know you read up and I saw this about the greed and you see this and that but this one your best friend and all the reading into it I'm like okay I've got to include this number one because this just shows you his mentality in this stuff. He's yeah, he doesn't keep his Hippocratic oath of <laughs> yeah. He probably didn't even take it. He probably missed that day. <laughs> He probably did skip that day. <laughs> I mean, good lord. <laughs> so, we are now two days after surgery, and Dunch is still working at Baylor Hospital, in case you were wondering. Um, as Summers has been lying in the ICU recovering from two surgeries, still unable to move, Dunch has been doing doctor stuff. I don't think he's had any surgery. He didn't have any surgeries, but he's doing other doctor stuff at the hospital. Uh, and Summers has been in the ICU, and there are nurses that have been there, and they've come to know summers he was always talking and in need of attention and his room was getting a lot of it to start with both his girlfriend and ex-girlfriend have been in his room after the surgery happens when he's paralyzed and uh it's supposedly like the jerry springer show they're getting along but fighting (laughs) in the icu with nurses and doctors all around two girlfriends and a paralyzed ex-boyfriend uh so there's been of course a lot of attention paid to his room uh, so, of course, the nurses may not have been paying too close of attention to the social activities in the room. People had picked up Dunch was not comfortable with Jerry talking so much. I wonder why, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, and Dunch felt he needed to shut him up. And so he tried. Uh, th- today, Dunch has stopped by and tried to sedate Jerry completely oh, wow. as he was talking oh, wow. too much. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, this literally stops by. He's got whatever he's doing. He's still a doctor at the hospital. He's going to stop by and check in. Him and Morgan stop by, of course, for a doctor check in. Unfortunately, he didn't do that right either. He couldn't even sedate his friend. They didn't want to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because, quote, possibly hallucinating after getting sedated and is now in a complete panic because it wasn't done all the way, I guess. Uh, so Summers tells the story of his night out before his surgery to Morgan and Dunch. Oh, boy. And the passing nurse and nurses around the ICU. The night before his surgery, the patient and his doctor and his girlfriend slash nurse each had an eight ball and were out all night on a bender before arriving in the morning for surgery. Wow. So, of course, everybody knows this room. They've all kind of been paying attention because that's what we do. Yeah. So, of course, the nurse overhears this and the nurse calls the compliance office and files a drug use complaint against Dunch at the hospital. Summers lying paralyzed in the ICU didn't change Dunch's status at the hospital. The compliance office, though, does. Baylor suspends Dunch's privileges to allow for a review, again, of the nurse's claim, and the review only is the question, was Dunch operating while under the influence? It's just like, and I don't know how you would test that, because it's now been three days later to begin with. Right. That also wasn't the first, like... You know, complaint against him. Oh yeah, not know? at all. It's it, yeah, it's been uh, many times. But again, the surgeries didn't cause it. I mean, he's immediately suspended for a, for a drug investigation. But the surgeries were just he was there. It wasn't until she files a complaint that the next day or that day, right? He wasn't he's out because of what he did. Yeah, it's because it was, of what he did before, before he did the yeah. surgery. And that was that was of course the thing was it's, it's the night before they were partying, and this, I think the surgery is at eight a.m. Yeah. So he is no matter when you were partying, there were still substances in your body. And right. so were you doing a surgery hungover or whatever? Yeah, on still. Coming with, down or, yeah. yeah. 
So I don't know how long Coke stays in your system. Yeah. I don't either. But I also, I mean, not to victim blame here or anything, but like, I don't think I would be going out and doing Coke with my surgeon surgeon the night (laughs) before we do surgery. Uh huh. That wasn't the smartest move. No, and that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, sure, do whatever you want in your free time, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, if you know that, like, your friend's going to do surgery on you tomorrow. Don't you think you'd be like, you know, maybe we should chill tonight. Yeah. Or say, hey, Bob, I'm going out drinking. You need to stay home. You're cutting my (laughs) spine open tomorrow. Well, that's the thing. They're not supposed to be doing anything. They're supposed to be doing nothing after midnight, right? Yeah. And I'm sure they weren't only doing coke. Yeah. Sure. But anyway. So following the compliance office's procedure, a drug test and investigation of all of Dunch's actions are opened up. Over his time at Baylor, Dunch was a regular visitor in the administrator's office. He knew everyone and talked to them a lot. Every office has that employee. Dunch was that employee. He apparently knew everything there was about Bailey. He was the chatty person, the know-it-all. He wanted to make sure you knew who he was. He was always there. And immediately, that changed. Baylor admin has stopped seeing him. They won't take his calls. They won't talk to his staff, even. They are completely cutting him off. Good. Yeah, kind of. So, and of course... Uh, Baylor's president is the one that has to ask Dunch to get the drug test, but he still avoids it. Disappearing for several days. Uh, again. 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 Exactly. Yeah, this yeah. happened last Yep. Year. In fact, this is his fourth drug test he's been required to take while at Baylor. Uh, previously, Dunch would have been chief of neurological surgery department, but failed to take a drug test. And that's the thing. How do you become chief of a department you know nothing about? Because that's that's exactly. Uh, this was uh, all parties agreed. The promotion was in name and pay only. Right. All he had to do was take a drug test. Wow. And he didn't hit the drug test. It was his third missed drug test. They missed two others. They, they were can, had thought of this idea to promote him to get him to take a drug test. That's you crazy. get a promotion just to take a drug test. That's uh, funny because that just shows you why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they, they thought that it but was. Then why let them continue to practice? Yeah, exactly. Because they couldn't legally, I guess, find a way. So they thought, well, we can't force you to. You've gotten out of these other two drug right, tests. We'll too, give you a promotion. Then it, become, it becomes a legal thing mm-hmm. as far as. And he, they could have been sued. Right. And they could right. be drug through the mud. And he's already gotten away with so much. Oh, he yeah. probably would have won the lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it was just one of those, like, they thought, that, like, they literally changed the rules for physicians going forward that were going to be a department chair because it was a rule change just for him. They changed all of the department rule chairs to pass a drug test Jeez. to be a department chair at Baylor Hospital. Which, to be fair, that should have been a requirement. Well, oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> of course. I mean, you have to take a drug test to, like, work at McDonald's. Right, like, exactly. To be chief of some kind of neurological department. I think you should also take a drug test. Yeah. So, again, this guy's in, in debt. He's greedy. He's all these things. He would have gotten about a $50,000 raise to be a chief of a department. Wow. Just for a drug test. They would have paid him another fifty grand. Wow. And he missed out on it. He refused to take it and that one is voluntarily so he could openly decline it mm-hmm. and he did just that and they thought you know again this is a guy that's prestigious he's got all these accolades you'd want this for your resume you'd want it for all these other things you want the money you're poor you're not poor you're overspent right he you're missed he skipped all of the stuff for a simple drug test and they wouldn't fire it so in truth though the night before the surgery summers had been, had dinner at a bar with his girlfriend jennifer miller uh, so he actually wasn't out all night. He was just, uh, in his 2017 deposition, uh, Summers acknowledged he made it up. He was lashing <laughs> out at his friend because he felt abandoned by both his friend yeah. and his surgeon. Be- well, I mean, to be fair, I don't yeah. blame him. No. <laughs> because 
Even if they didn't do that the night before, you know they you know, still did. Well, but yeah. you know they did because again, he's required to get a drug test. He skips yeah. out on it. Yeah. yeah. Now well, he was Summers may yeah, Summers probably wasn't, or maybe he was yeah. midnight in bed or whatever. Right. But the fact that your doctor skips out of town to avoid a drug test. See, that makes more sense to me because I think even I think you would have some regard for your own life. You would to think. not you would, be doing yeah. that the night before. Because again, yeah, again, it's but, back to the platelets and all. What does that do to your body? I yeah. Mean, but I, I, I also completely understand being, feeling mm. so slighted that you're just like, I'm going to blow up this motherfucker's mm-hmm. life right now. Because yep. like I said, it's not like they weren't doing it. They just didn't do it that night. Yeah, exactly. You know? They probably, I mean, he might've done that before a different surgery. Oh you know? yeah. That just wasn't Jerry's. Uh-huh. So Dunch was suspended from the OR, but he was still stopping by the hospital campus. Baylor, of course, is a teaching hospital, teaching and research hospital. And Dunch was a teacher, giving lectures, or saying he was giving lectures to avoid any number of other responsibilities, including a drug test. Plus, he still has involvement in medical research using the labs at the hospital uh, while on suspension. A week into his suspension, in fact, Dunch is named on his fifth U.S. patent. Um, all of these come back from the UT program. I'm not sure if they were renewing them, but he, had, he got his fifth patent mm. while on suspension for, for being crazy. a bad doctor. But, of course, things have to go downhill always. Uh, Summer's mom shows up because her son is paralyzed in the hospital. And she is hurt or something, but she gets there and she has taken the authority of the situation. And, of course, that means she's blocked. The girlfriends and Dunch are all blocked from seeing Jerry. Uh, And now, of course, Dunch has decided to go off the deep end and feel insulted. He didn't care when he had access to do doctor stuff, but... Mm -hmm. Suspended and no best friend now, he goes off the deep end. The relationship with Morgan is on again, off again. I can't keep up with it. There's issues somewhere. I'm not sure where it was. And he's still in a relationship with his baby daddy mama drama. Uh, Wendy is, of course, still in the house and still moved from Memphis to be in a relationship with him. And they are on again, off again. Uh, Just not sure how good of a picture it was for Wendy. Uh, She was a housewife this entire time. Her income was his income, and her freedom was his freedom. Uh, he had a car and a driver. She had his car and his driver. So she has just been there doing whatever the best she can, I guess. I, they don't say anything bad, of course, uh-huh. but she's stuck in a house probably, in a nice house even, with her boyfriend doing things. Right. Right. Raising their child. Not two, yet. right? Didn't they have two, two kids? They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll two have two children. kids. She is still pregnant or about to give birth. Oh, okay. I thought they were going to so, have Yeah, two. she's like eight months pregnant, if nothing else. Okay. So eight months pregnant with a boyfriend that kind of likes you, kind of doesn't. Right. Definitely not helping out, probably. No. So, and at this time, he completely starts blacking out to end the nights. Uh, one night, the Dallas police are called for a welfare check because he's apparently destroying the home and his pregnant Wendy is in there in fear. He says the next day, though, he woke up in bed, not aware of anything happening that night. And, of course, due to this, his parents in Memphis, I think they're in Memphis, um, his parents are trying to get Wendy to sign over or to move in or anything they can to get her to leave the situation. They are now against Protect the grandkids. Yeah, exactly. They want to raise the grandkids to be part of the family and make sure everything goes good. And, of course, Dunch has that uh, fake until you make it, of course, so he can roll out of this funk he's in. And by the end of February, Dunch gets it all back together again. He is back at it. He's not blacking out or anything. He is ready to go. Uh, it's a pattern, of course, we've seen many times throughout his life that people have talked about. 
And there's nothing to get over a, a good bender of, of blackout nights like a trip to Las Vegas. <laughs> That's what he needs. It, yeah. It's a convention. I couldn't locate what kind of convention it was, but there was some kind of, I'm guessing, doctor convention in Las Vegas. And he's going to go to it. And so Dunch, of course, brings along Dr. Isaac. Because he wasn't just his anesthesiologist, he was his friend. Right. Um, and they get dropped off at the airport by Morgan because she's the driver now. Just a quick note, it's now that Dunch tells Morgan, almost kind of the truth, that Wendy is his, is having his baby, but he's wanting to make it work in a relationship with Morgan again. But I'm telling you this now as I'm leaving for Las Vegas for a week. <laughs> and then he leaves. He says all that, and then he leaves for Las Vegas oh, as he's trying to make it work with Vegas Wendy. He's in Vegas. Yeah. Let her sit there and stew, and stew on, on that. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, one, the child that I've not claimed all this time, uh, I'm openly now claiming mine, now, yeah. and I still want you to be in my relationship, but I still want to raise my child. Yep. So, after a week, they land back in Dallas. Dunch is waiting in baggage for Morgan, who's picking them up. When Morgan comes in to get Dunch, he is lying, sprawled out on the luggage conveyor belt with his sunglasses on. <laughs> Dunch is getting it back together, just a little different than everybody else. <laughs> so... I mean, it's just like, again, I, I don't know. Is this, I mean, it's like the sociopath, the, the greed, the everything. I mean, he is just yeah. not at all what I thought. I just couldn't cut the stuff out because his personality is all over the place. Yeah, all of these visual things, you know, and he wants his face everywhere. Mm -hmm. And yet he's in the airport doing things like that. He's out in public, right. you know, getting knocked down, drag out, uh -huh. and doing drugs and all of that. I don't, you just can't, how can you not think about how that is going to be perceived by everyone around you oh, yeah. as to your, your capabilities and your, I, I mean, I just, your reputation, reputation uh -huh. absolutely. That does nothing for it. Mm -hmm. He's not helping himself at all. It's just weird because that's his biggest thing is his reputation. He yeah, wants those posters. He wants that thing. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, Dunch has got his act back together because he knows at some point uh, the suspension will end. I guess he knows what doctors know. He knows that the suspension's not going to go through. Um, and he's going to need patients that are going to be there. He needs a future surgery backlog to work on. And so uh, once he gets back and gets his act together, he's seeing one or two patients a week. That meant that one of the patients he was seeing at this time was Kelly Martin. Again, another patient with another common surgery for general back pain relief. Referred, again, to Dunch thanks to this marketing. Martin has been told by Dunch her cure was a laminectomy. Laminectomy, thank you. I can spell it. Laminectomy. And he tells her he's going to be removing the spongy tissue between the discs to relieve the pressure that is causing this pain. And he's telling her this after he's come back from Las Vegas. He's getting back, but he's still on suspension at Baylor. And so uh, she didn't know why her schedule could possibly be rescheduled. Martin was next on the schedule before the suspension. But she had been in the office for the pre-op and getting blood work done because, you, for I guess, not your friend. You do it the right way. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. You pay the bills or something. But she did all the stuff in February, <laughs> at the end of February, to be ready to go. And at some point, everybody agrees she's on a standby appointment. You know what? If I'm ever on a standby appointment, I think I'm just going to say no. Mm -hmm. Like, unless it's an emergency. Like, that was the first. I was like, wait. Right. She's been told to just stand by, and at some point, we will get you in. Like, mm -hmm. that just seems weird because, again, once Dunch is approved, 
She'll get the call, and her surgery is scheduled. And on March 12th, Baylor Hospital's president calls and advises Dunge the investigation found nothing. There wasn't anything to find. I mean, yeah, he they didn't, didn't have do a the dread. drug test. They yeah, didn't. I no. mean, right. so, and if his friend said, I made it up because yeah. I was mad, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So he's getting his surgical privileges back effective tomorrow. Uh, and the on-call appointment gets pinned in for tomorrow. She literally gets the call. That day, he's got been approved that her surgery is tomorrow. Again, I just... That's crazy. How do you, like, mentally prepare for that or any... I don't know. I think I just, you need to go into the surgery lab and play around and, and you know, I mean, these, these hospitals, these teaching <laughs> hospitals have these labs where you go in and you practice on... The best doctors use it to practice. They do. Yeah. You practice whatever surgery you're going to be doing on, you know, dummies. And, you know, they've got this whole intricate thing set up. He's so arrogant that he can't even be bothered to... He probably doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He doesn't. You well, but that's I me. Mean, he, was, he was a lecturer. He was known to give lectures at, at the research hospital. He was there in near there next door. And what blows my mind is he's got so many avenues. Why is he so fixated on surgery? Mm-hmm. Well, because he's been sex okay. successful. You had fucked up. You've screwed up. You've paralyzed your best friend. Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> do something else. Go back route. to research. Go back to you See, know. Maybe this isn't your forte. Well, yeah. he was wanting it to be. Yeah, he says he's the best. He wants to prove. Well, he's but I mean, he got he got run out of town on his research. He I did. Mean, so he right. got run out. He's been he's been found out when possible. The people that stay with him learn. Yes. His investors were like, "No, you're done. Mm-hmm. You have your your morning cocktails and emails at two a.m. of ramblings are enough." You know, it's one of those like. <laughs> We're done, bud. And so, yeah, that's why he, that's why he did go he into surgery. He recreates himself. Ex- recreate yourself somewhere uh-huh. where you're not going to kill people. Yeah. Right. He, and that's, he could have been a consulting in this. He yeah. has the knowledge. He doesn't have to be a... Uh, but, yeah, it was... And, but the next day, it's just crazy that he gets a, he gets the phone call. And the next thing he does is schedule his next appointment the next day. That's crazy. After, which, I mean, I guess if you're a doctor, that's what you do. But unless I'm dying, I think I'll skip, bro. You just... He's I'll not, wait. Yeah, but he, that's the thing. He's not a doctor. He's just right. paying a doctor. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. People that act on Grey's Anatomy could probably do a better <laughs> job in surgery. This is probably this true. Uh-huh. I mean, I just... Yeah. I still keep going back to, I, I can't fathom how he got out of his surgical residency. Mm-hmm. Oh, his doctor signed off on it. They said, without they said, doing surgeries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they signed off on it that he did it. So <laughs> supposedly he did all of the requirements. But that was the, how many did he actually do? Yeah. What was, was it? Just a couple? Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. It's, <laughs> it wasn't well, I mean, I don't know how many it was, but yeah. it, it it doesn't seem like nearly. Oh enough. yeah, no, I mean, he's a first year he's a first year student according to the doctor that's seen him. So. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I just it's crazy looking at, looking at all these all the, all the things that he does, all the small things that get amplified looking back at it. I guess. So the next day she's going to surgery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, the next day uh, Kelly Martin comes to Baylor for her surgery, common surgery, ninety minutes scheduled at eight a.m., which at least in uh, in March, because again, by the month, Dunch goes up or down. So in March for Dunch, 8 a.m. means cutting the patient open at 8 a.m. And this is supposedly the issue in the surgery. 
Dr. Isaac, the anesthesiologist that gave Summers his physical, is late to the OR. Isaac is not ready to go until 8.20 a.m. Apparently, since his last surgery he had done, Baylor has a new drug system. It's 2011. I'm sure that things were changing then. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff. Security was a big issue. And Dr. Isaac wasn't approved for access to the drug cart. So he had to wait for a different hospital staff to show up and sign him off on the drug cart, which he then shows up late for surgery. And late for the doctor and high strung and a high strung reaction, plus being flustered with the new process, the anesthesiologist administers fentanyl to Martin for the surgery. Uh, two doses, and this causes an allergic reaction called idopithiacic eudorachia. I'm not sure either. I'm bad at these. Uh, which, uh, which is, of course, uh, hives. It's another name for hives. Fuck if I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Idiopathic. Idiop- idiopathic eudicaria. There we go. Dunch and the people in the OR decide that it's hives, which it is, um, and that it's normal. Yeah. Um, and the anesthesiologist supposedly knows about it and says to go ahead and do the surgery. So the surgery goes on. Doctors and nurses agree that the allergic reaction is not serious uh, and the surgery is complete. Tunch claims the surgery went perfect. Always does. Yeah, it's right. a perfect surgery for him. Every time he can Always quote it. Are. Uh, didn't have any bleeding during the surgery this time. It was a 50-minute surgery even, so he didn't have to leave. Um, it was a typical uh, textbook case. And Dunch says before recovery, she looked good and she sounded good and she felt good. But in recovery, she is awakened by massive pain. Pain where she is unable to clearly speak even. Martin is literally clawing and slapping her leg, trying to get help for the pain. And the anesthesiologist administers fentanyl for the pain. Two more doses that cause Martin's allergic reaction to become deadly. And four hours after surgery, she passes away. Holy shit. At least according to Martin and Dunch. According to the Texas Medical Board records of the review of the surgery... A vertebral artery was damaged as Dunch was punched as Dunch punched too far through the spinal anatomy, and Dunch does nothing to fix it. Shoot, mm. tick, 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 we're ticking that yeah, same artery say, yep. every surgery. Uh huh. At this time, he did nothing to fix it at all. Uh, to everyone in the operating room, apparently there was no blood, so there was no problem. It was an internal bleeding, oh. and the surgery just ends. He just sews her up and sends her on her way. Wow. Uh, and yep, Dunch did the same thing six weeks ago. Only this time he underreacts. The bleeding of the artery needs to stop, but Dunch can't stop it. Martin is finally moved to the ICU halfway through the surgery, even to stop the bleeding. But it was too much blood, and Martin is bled to death. This time Baylor acts a lot faster. For one, they ordered a drug test immediately. Yeah. While he was still there. For the fifth. This time. is the fifth one that he will have to do, and Dunch of course skips it. I don't understand how you can skip that's it. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to try that at my job. That's done. That's done. Yeah. Then, then you lose privileges. You lose, you're that's, gone. That's exactly it. Like that's the first time yeah. that he just conveniently didn't show up. Right. That should have been that's the end. That's different when he's there. Somebody should have escorted his bed. Right. They should be, you stand next to him until he it goes was, in the bathroom. And what's crazy, of course, is, uh, I think I get to it, of course, but the drug tests aren't even done at the hospital. Like, I don't get that. They, yeah. I guess it's a third party or something. Yeah. But uh, still. Yeah. I mean, that's like a, that's wild because they even would tell our me local you would no longer work here until you, you know. they which of course yeah. they do the hair samples and oh, stuff. Okay. but i would say if they even our local hospitals do the drug test well maybe yeah. it was they were also trying to do like a cover room thing so like that he couldn't say that it was that, like that they were planted yeah. against mm-hmm. him and yeah. all that other stuff because if it's done by an independent third party then this you is can't true. just be like right. cool 
I was set up. Uh-huh. I was right, right. But the fact that there's no repercussions for not showing up. Yeah. I mean, that's an issue. You know, that's, that, that shouldn't have happened more than once. Yeah. And after the second it, time. No, it shouldn't happen once. On yeah. the, no, it shouldn't. You know. But I'm saying the second time it happened, that should have been it. Well, that's, that's right. red flag. Yeah, that's if crazy. they if if they would have done the red flags the first time that was an issue, mm-hmm. none of these patients these would have would been, been maimed by him. Right. They're maimed or died. or dying. Or... Yeah. They would have got another doctor who actually probably knew what they were doing, and they would have been fine. Uh-huh. And you, and you wonder if that's that first doctor, that first attending, where he said, I'm never working right. with him again, but he... I bet he, he regrets not pushing. Up. He, he stood does. up and said, you know, he he stood up for the patient in the operating room. Mm-hmm. But the fact that what he said and what he explained happened in there was not addressed and allowed to continue mm-hmm. patient after patient after patient. You know, he fixed right. oh, yeah, the he does problem it. that every patient has had since. That have had to have no uh, additional surgeries, and, yep. and it's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And I mean, this is simply he just pushes through. I mean, the the artery is right there on these surgeries, so he is just like not controlling himself. It's just a simple push, and you're cutting it. Is the thing? It's you're right there. You just you know. I'm sure it's like fixing a a pipe or something. You know, don't mm-hmm. push too far to break it. You're, you're working on this side. When yeah, you're drilling. When you're drilling in walls, yeah. you're mm-hmm. not going to drill mm-hmm. <laughs> where there's electrical wire. You yeah. know, you, you you hopefully don't. You only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what he should have He's, only done that yeah. once. Right. Not multiple times. It seems like the the checks and balances that you think would be in place for something like this to never happen were not in place. No. Yeah, yeah. that's and that's what this there is. There was no reviews there was, done. There was no competent people looking at this mm-hmm. um there was no not people that are yes men but people that are actually their job is to find you know incompetence yeah exactly there's no third party review right so of course this is the fifth drug test he skipped but at least this time knowing there's going to be an issue the baylor president calls the office to get it done she is not going to let it happen this time good and dunn says he has a skip today because of course he has clinical work to do of course, that doesn't work. Morgan is assigned to take him for a drug test to the drug office before their 4.30 closing time. So, uh, they arrange it, and Morgan drives Dunch over before 4.30. But before he gets out, he takes off his doctor coat, supposedly not wanting to walk in as a doctor to a drug testing office. So, at 4 o'clock, he's walking in for a drug test he's been pre-scheduled for. And he spends 20 minutes in the waiting room before walking back out to the card right at approximately 4.30. He didn't have a picture ID when he walked in. He left his coat in the car. <laughs> so he had to come back. So he had to come back. And he waited in the waiting room where he's pre-scheduled. The, the hospital's right. called over and made this appointment for him. <laughs> and he waits and walks out and gets to the card exactly about 4.30. But the office is closed now. Um, he had left his ID on his jacket. He had meant to get it, of course, but he took the jacket off, so he wasn't that's what scared. I'm saying. He's always very calculated. He, when yeah. That's again. This is it's the very associate we are at the. Yes. Oh, Lord. So by accident, he didn't take any ID with him, <laughs> and so he couldn't do the test today. They require a picture ID, 
And guess what? Yep, you looked at the time. They just closed as he gets back to the cars. It's now 4.30. Of course, the next day, Dunch has to take the test. And he's even waiting in the office to go around lunchtime. But while he's been waiting, he's been drinking Gatorade all morning. All morning, Morgan says he's either been getting up to pee or to go get more Gatorade. And at lunch, he finally takes a drug test that is not usable. Either he put tap water in the cup, or he knew what drinking that much Gatorade was going to do to the sample. So, again, he's just, he knew he needed an extra day. He wasn't ready for it the first day. He waited, and then he did it. It's just like calculating every step of the way. Uh-huh. Uh, that same day, though, a review. We finally have a review of the surgery, uh, and Dunch is immediately placed on, on suspension because they've confirmed that he did it. He uh, his surgical quality, the death of a patient, has gone too far. And this time for Dunge, the suspension picks up where it left off the last one at. Throughout the rest of March, he's back to heavy drinking, which means Dunge is calling the office around 4 o'clock in the afternoon to check in on the day as he's just getting up and he's not even uh, dry- trying to get any patient visits in for these days. Mostly because at some point now, Baylor has already told him he's out. They may not know what to put on the review yet, but they at least are going to force him out. And he just doesn't care, so he's not even awake. Uh, By April, he's cleaning himself up. On April 3rd, his office throws him a surprise birthday party. Uh, At the party, his attitude with his coworkers has changed. He wants to be back in the OR. And he's going to start seeing one or two patients again in the process of the pre-op for future surgeries. A week later, he's on the search for a new hospital. Less than a month after Martin is bled to death in his OR, he starts pursuing other Dallas hospitals and finding that there's a need for a neurosurgeon right away. According to Morgan, Baylor is receiving employment referrals and doesn't know how to respond. For Dunch, his job offers are in limbo, and Dunch becomes upset about the delay. Unable to get a new job while the suspension, while the suspension is being reviewed, he is an attorney brought in as both sides work out a legal resolution. And the next thing we know, Dunch has found out he is looking for a new location to practice at. So he will need to be leaving Baylor and resigning his privileges. And Baylor, the same day, April 20th, responds that, quote, all investigations with respect to any areas of concern regarding Dr. Dunch have been closed. Of course, that is it. This is weird. Uh, He doesn't need to resign his surgical privileges, number one. Uh, For one thing, he has a signing bonus with Baylor to work there. And doctors can have his surgical privileges at more than one hospital. Dr. Kirby, who was one of those that spoke up, of course, Dr. Kirby has surgical privileges at more than 20 hospitals in Dallas alone. He's very famous, of course. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason for him to resign, of course, but that's what you do. That's the whole quitting and the investigation goes away. And that was the legal resolution. Well, we had talked about that, I think, on the previous episode that a lot of these, what I remember reading or hearing since we started this, that uh, hospitals want to get rid of you so they don't have to be responsible right. for your actions. Exactly. Right. So they don't want to take responsibility want... for employing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the you problem know. is they already were responsible. They're liable right, but I mean, for all the right, problems but, that happened Right, but to, to, to make that go Baylor. away... And but maybe the problem it, is another hospital will take the light and the pressure off of them. Like right. the spotlight won't be on Baylor. Yeah, but that Baylor shouldn't be anymore. the way that it is. Oh, no, yeah. but that's how not, corporate America is. He should I think. not be allowed to well, go and, the, right, and, but, and do this no. to another person. 
He's the, already killed. Right, but I think he's the corporation, money-wise, is looking at it. He paralyzed the second to the last person, and then he killed, he killed the, the last yeah. person he touched. Right. Yeah, the big thing, I think, I, I may or may not have read it, so it may or may not be official even, but it's one of those, when you're employed and you get an employment referral, they ask about how you are as an employee. And there's certain questions you answer. When you're an ex-employee or you resign, it's just a simple, you aspire, right. you he, quit. He left. That's all we're yeah, going to tell he, you. He so, right. they, well, don't they ask if, if you... You would could if you would rehire them again. I think there are only certain things that yeah. they can ask. Like uh, I know when I got hired, not you know, twenty years ago, um, they asked like how punctual you are, you know, stuff like well, that. You, you know, responsible. Blow him out of the water with all of that. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I yeah. mean, but as a, I think that's why I think it was so important that he he resigns was because for Baylor, their simple their yeah. solution was just they were he was a previous employee. And we hired him, and we fired him, or right. we quit, or whatever. They are just as culpable. No oh yeah, they are. Everything just, else mm-hmm. that happens after that. Well, right. the problem, yeah, the problem is, in all of this, like it was very transactional. Like nobody ever did their research to see how much he actually knew right. when it right. came to surgeries or being a doctor in general. When you keep making the same mistake, right? Obviously, you need retrained. It's there is something this is true this is true but that's the thing anything in any of our jobs right if i get audited and i miss a step i get remediation mm-hmm. you know they say okay well you know you need and to make sure that that this gets done everything else looks good but you know this needs to be signed or this needs to be what whatever Everybody has remediation and audit and reviews a simple little mm-hmm. check of each thing that he's done. He's had the same problem. Oh, yeah. It's surgery. A, I didn't realize. I, I reread this once just to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Uh-huh. Having typed out vertebral artery that many times, I was like, wait a second. Right. Seriously, again? 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 That's Every, his Achilles heel. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> all, he knows, all he knows what to do. So it, it's just crazy that that would happen. But, of course, and this is kind of what this is is he can fake until he make it, which is all talk. All faking is, is talking and having the confidence. And he can mm-hmm. walk into the room. He's got his picture all around or whatever marketing they had. He's their guy. He can say, you know what? I didn't do it. It was the blood. It was the it was the nurse. It was whatever he says. They don't. I don't have a record on what was said. But somehow, mm-hmm. he is faking until he makes it with his persona of, I'm a double doctorate. I'm a all of this. Mm-hmm. Look at my resume. Of course I know what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. So and that's where that's again part of this industry is it's an industry built on that of, of building yourself up and being the best and no one questioning you. Right. Yeah. I think that's the thing though. I mean cuz obviously he's not he's obviously not innocent as we've discussed. He's probably a sociopath right. among other things, but it's sad that he was able to get away with it and nobody did anything to verify. Oh yeah. what he was saying he was capable of and then they let him go in there and operate on people and everybody is just past the buck. Right. Past well, everybody there's, just to there's get a, rid of him. Well, yeah. it's they want to fill an immediate need and that immediate need is first a doctor and second when he's making problems get rid of them. Right. right. And so yeah, that's you know, so you know, on, on April 20th all this happens he's officially not working and agreed upon legal settlement basically not to work at baylor uh only according to morgan again her testimony it's a testimony but shoot there's some holes in it uh according to her their office was served notice by baylor in the first week of april that it was being evicted um i don't know how that works but apparently baylor on the first week of april fifth or sixth of april 
was kicking them out. That week, they had three days to move out, and a uh, moving company was provided by Baylor Hospital. Um, and by April 13th, the office was opening in a new location. So, Jeez. a week after they'd already moved out and made <sighs> all the legal, they have a lawyer making an agreement April 20th that says that they've decided to. So, again, we're just cya in it and faking it until you make it. Yeah. Because it's, when you look at what actually happens, there's a lot of behind the scenes to... So, uh, based on all of that, Dunch was suspended, and the suspension ended, but did not exceed 31 days, and he quits after the suspension has ended, so he is in good standing. Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's all fairy dust. <laughs> uh, but things then seem to go quiet in real life. Morgan will leave. She says that she only worked at Baylor, um, so when he leaves Baylor, she's done. Uh, she says, I I never went anywhere past Baylor, but that she was her last official day was May 10th, uh, but we weren't operating at all. So, again, this is like holes. Like, they left on April 7th. They were out. And she says she never went anywhere, but she reports, and he may have been working at a home office, I guess, or something, but her official notice of quitting was May 10th. Uh, so, in this last part, uh, three more hospitals opened up their OR. Uh, based on all of what he's told them about all of his success at Baylor and the resume of education he's had. And uh, Dunch is looking to find a new hospital for the next part of the episode. All right. In part three, we'll hit that up. Yeah. I can't wait. It, it just, I just can't. My I brain still, just can't wrap around no, the craziness I still don't about understand it. how all this was allowed to happen. It's exhausting and it's also frustrating to hear. Yeah. And it's it's scary because oh, yeah. you know uh, of course you have to put your trust in a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, we I would, all do blindly. Right. Yeah, because you don't. I mean, know. You, there's so much you can research them. But, it's like he you had, know, which I didn't even include. Of course, he had a website. Um, his brother-in-law did his website, so that's why it was so easy for him to move around. He just called his brother-in-law and said, "Hey, I'm working at Baylor this week." Right, change that. Just change that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but he had a spectacular yeah. website. The hospital puts all this stuff out. There was a memo or something, but all of the physicians at the Baylor Hospital were told, if it's back pain, it's Dunch. Oh, and so God. it's, again, your doctor recommending it. There's a website for him. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's pay- probably all over the city. Yeah. Billboards. He's got and- an infomercial, which I would love to have found. Um, one awesome. of those, like, Saturday morning program show that oh, talks about my. back pain. And there's a picture of I found, of course. And he's got him sitting next to the spine, and he's pointing at it with a patient, and it's like... He does. He plays the part. He, you know, he went to school. He was around these people. He heard things. He can fake until you make it because he knows how to pull it off. Right. But he just can't do the surgery part. But yeah, I mean, you can. Research only goes so far. Jeez, that's crazy. Well, I can't wait to hear snaps for Joel. Oh, Joel, hey, Adrian missed a little bit of it. Right. We, we hope she feels better. Until next time, kids. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky, Bye. friends. Stay spooky, people. All right, see ya. Bye.